Tom Bernard Show with Doug Sprinthal, Robbie Lambert, Priority Courier Experts, Andy Brant Bernard, Melissa Kirk. Oh, that's right, Cassie's not in today. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was wondering what no, you were waiting for. No, I, I forgot. She, she got a sick kid. She had a sick child. Yeah, sick kid. And then Pat didn't pipe up, so yeah, that's he, probably he, a good Pat thing, claims you know? he's just going to observe and not say anything. I'm here to take um, pictures. What's the, over, to take pictures. what's the over and under on that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. A one second. I think the one second, that'll do it. We'll be right back. Robbie Lambert, Priority Courier, in studio. We're going to be schmoozing a lot about what that's all about. The fact that Robbie is 11 years old and he's already running the company. <laughs> you know, it's all good stuff. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. That works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hello. Doug Sprinthal, <laughs> Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Stand by. After the Tom Bernard podcast is done today, we are launching the first ever Secrets of Car Selling podcast. Every Thursday at 2 o'clock Central from 2 to 3. Collins are encouraged. 952-800-1492 is the studio line. And if you're listening, if you're downloading and listening and you've got a question, uh, you can email me at Doug at Walzer.com and we'll read the emails next week next week's show. So looking forward to that. Stand by. How's that for a, what do they call it in the news biz? A teaser? A teaser. Yeah. It's a teaser. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, see, we already got a listener saying, hey, that should be interesting. I wonder so which Joe, listener. That'd be Joe from yeah. Louisville. <laughs> you got it. Or Emil. I, I'm going to put it, these Emil. guys on the board if we start to get the, the, the how to fix the Bronco questions uh, because we'll need some mechanical insight. We can use lean on these guys. It's going to be well, fun. Like well, the camshaft usually uh, rusts up over by the uh, third axle. And... Yeah, thanks, Andy. It's going to be helpful. <laughs> Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. And no music. We don't have any music today. Okay. No, Cassie. Yeah, I just do my own music. A little polka music. Now we're talking. Robbie Lambert in studio, Priority Courier. We're going to be talking about all kinds of things, how the company has grown since Scott. Pat, when was the first year we did Priority on KQ? On KQ, I think 2010. 
and they've been around since 1997. Really? So you know, it's it's kind of amazing. Well, where were they the first 13 years, Pat? Don't you know how to sell? <laughs> they were on CCO, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's exactly they were doing well, billboards, I think, then. But, uh, but they, they didn't have a, an expert uh, uh, at Priority Curry Experts uh, 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 director like like uh, like Robbie is for their oh, recruitment. Still figuring it yeah, out. Yeah, recruitment part of it. One day at a time. No, Robbie, that's, that's an interesting. Yeah, one day at a time is good. Um, so how old are you? I uh, just turned uh, 30 in December. Oh, you did? I did. In December. Well, happy birthday. Well, thank you. So that's good. So now the cutoff between millennials and Generation Z, I believe Generation, Generation Z starts X. at what? Because it goes Millennials, X, and then Z. No. Yeah. Oh, well, the, the Z starts, X, though, I think. X it first. Yeah. Oh, well. It's X, X and then, right. and then Never mind. Millennials. Yeah. yeah. Because Gen X, millennials are and then Gen X is, is anytime y. after 1965 to like 1982, I think. Yeah, I'm like just after the cutoff of Gen X, and I'm 32. All right, so basically, uh, does anybody there uh, in studio? Because I know you do. Does anybody else have have um, male children? Yes, I do. You do? Okay. Well, see, get used to the fact that male children will always question whatever their father says. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. No matter what I say, no, you're wrong. So do female children, so it's okay. Yeah, I suppose that's true. It's, probably, it's all children doing all things. But, yeah, Generation Z, I think, starts with people who are 23 and under now. I think that's correct. So that, uh, Really? I think so. Well, wouldn't millennials only be like 10 years then? Well, the problem with the generations is... Um, it's unofficial, so there's a big range. Let's see, millennials can be anywhere from the early 80s up to the mid-90s or early 2000s. Yeah. So there's right. like a 10-year okay. like variation there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I could see that happening. So, Robbie, I think it was pretty bright. They hired you. You started there, what, a couple of years ago? Oh, not, not even a year yet. Um, oh, not even a year yet? I'll be there a year in March. A year in March. Okay. A year in March. Well, it was a good idea. <clears throat> I mean, at the time, you were 29 years old. I got to tell you, uh, for millennials or Generation Z or whatever the situation is, if you are independent, because they, millennials look at themselves as pretty independent and, you know, kind of wandering off, uh, off course and developing their own ideas and all the rest of it. So driving around... And a delivery truck could probably be a perfect job for a millennial, wouldn't it? I mean, you get, you're yeah. kind of your own boss. Right? Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. You're you're absolutely your own boss. You're in charge of yourself. Um, you know, wandering is is probably a good description as well. Uh, you know, sometimes right. sometimes we get lost, uh, but overall, great opportunity for you know somebody who's looking to um, you know develop personally, professionally, and and do something on their own and and make something uh, you know virtually from nothing as well. Yeah, I mean, that's the great thing about i got to tell you something, Robbie. It's very, very cool, actually. For the last several years, and it's been nine years now, we're going into our ninth year. It's been eight years going into our ninth year. But um, I do love it once, once I'll be driving or walking on the sidewalk or whatever, and I hear, hey, Tommy, how you doing? I look over about half the time, it's priority truck. You hmm. see priority <laughs> trucks <laughs> everywhere. and people, Everywhere. People love it when they start to, you know, they come and see me first and... Either before they see me or when they're setting up an appointment, getting things together, then they start to notice them even more and more. It's like when you buy a car, 
then you start to see that car everywhere, but you never noticed it before. Yeah, I mean, I think we should cut a commercial, Robbie, eventually, where I talk about the fact that you don't need anybody pushing you around. You want your boss hanging all over you. You don't want this. You don't want that. Everybody prying. You're your own boss driving your own truck or a lease truck from the company. That would seem rather appealing to me. If, if I were 25, 27, 29, whatever, that would have appealed to me when I was that age. Oh, absolutely. Transportation isn't going anywhere. People need yeah. more transportation, I think, now than, than even what's, um, what's going on. I mean, coming from the liquor business prior to uh, being at priority, putting boxes on trucks was, was what it was all about and, and getting things delivered to customers. So um, that's what we do, and, and that's a little bit about my experience prior to. So transportation's a big deal. Now, Robbie, I hope you're not offended by this, but we just, the Pat and I just cut a commercial this morning in which I say, you know, hey, and here's Jennifer. She started out as this, and now she's this. Here's uh, Samantha, this and now this. Here's Robbie. Well, Robbie. <laughs> that's your part. I hope you don't mind. Not at yeah. all. No offense. No offense <laughs> not, taken. No offense. He was an interloper. No offense taken. Yeah. Robbie was an interloper. Now he's the director of, of recruitment with five, almost 500 trucks. Yeah, 485. Very cool. Yeah, 485. As I said, 485 trucks, 85 office staff. Correct. Correct. I mean, all it, it's it, the company's really, really grown, and I think it's because of Pat. But the, Pat's <laughs> efforts have really caused a much like Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. All Pat does is is win. You know uh, what I mean? No, that's not because of me. It's because of people like Doug Sprinthal and and Paul Walzer and people like Steve Kosick and right. his and his brother Mark. And, this is and going right on best of. I can all those other people definitely <laughs> and Robbie. <laughs> I was gonna say I was kidding. No, <laughs> <laughs> it all works. You out mean that from end. the heart of your bottom, right, Tom? That's right. Yes, in the heart of my bottom. That's exactly right. But I, I do find it interesting because because the way people live now and the the way people want to work and what they want to work on, they do. Andy, wouldn't you say? And, and uh, so, Melissa, you're yeah, you're still a millennial. Yes. You know? Yes, I am. Because he starts at twenty three. So, do you do a lot of you want to just kind of work by yourself or work for yourself? Uh, you know, it just seems to me like millennials want to work by themselves, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's hard, but yeah, you it want is. it, but it's hard to make it a reality, I yeah. would say. Well, I'm also, like, especially, you know, lonery. Yes. Lonery. I don't think so. That's a new word. Andy's a loner. It is a new word. But so that that's why, you know, we talk a, a lot about this, and Doug, Doug and I have talked about recruitment at Walzer. We're talking to Robbie Lambert from Priority Courier in studio now. And it just seemed to me that it would be a very appealing job because, first of all, you don't sit behind a desk all day. You get to run around the city. As long as you do your deliveries, uh, are deliveries scheduled by priority on an, uh, an hourly basis or is it a daily thing? The uh, delivery would be sometime today or is it an hourly thing? No. I mean, the business model revolves around same-day logistics, time-sensitive freight. Right. So everything right. that we do is, is same-day and and that's like you know that's how we like to get it done for our customers, which makes sense and it further enhances you know my point on all this that you drive your truck if it's a beautiful day you can take ten minutes or fifteen minutes and go take a little walk and uh, unless you have time sensitive material of course 
but it does offer you a ton of freedom. I, I just read a new commercial today that wasn't uh, wasn't a smart ass one like I just said, but I did read a new commercial today for Priority, and there were that's why I knew there were eight, 485, uh, you know, uh, 485 in one area, 85 in uh, in in office, you know, deliveries and office and all the rest of it. But I just um, I don't know. It just seems like it's a perfect job for today's world where you want your freedom. You want to work by yourself on a beautiful day. You don't want to be locked inside an office all day like I am, by the way. All in, I ever do is in sit down Florida. Desk and yeah. yeah. Wish I was with you. <laughs> Look at the time. I'd love to move. Well, we got we got the we got the uh, Key West thing coming this weekend. So, you know, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I, I just I don't I don't know. Has delivery changed a lot? Because I don't remember. I mean, other than your UPS and all the rest of it, uh, as far as freight delivery and all that stuff was concerned, are, are you you guys fairly? Is priority kind of a new thing in a way to deliver things? The way to set up the business? Uh, not. I don't think too much with that. I think you know what's maybe changed a little bit is is I think it's just trying to get to. You know, first of all, we have such a large customer base, and there's versatility in what we're we're able to do. It's not just, um, in a way, it is just pickup and delivery, but it's also um, fleet outsourcing or resourcing. Um, you know, capabilities for for our drivers to be able to, you know, infuse themselves in an existing operation um, mm-hmm. and really make sure that that customer doesn't fall behind in what they need to do or the customers that they need to take care of. So customer to customer, business to business, we're right in the middle of it, partnering with everybody from start to finish. That is a good plan. Um, you don't have any relatives in the record business, do you? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. The reason I bring that up is that when I worked at Capital Records, and he's still in the business, as a matter of fact, there's a guy named Craig Lambert in the business, and Craig... Uh, I worked with him at Capital, and Craig was a very handsome guy. He was a tall guy. He's in great shape. He was a very, very handsome guy. So naturally, the rest of us at the record company referred to him as Farrah Fawcett Lambert. I just want you to know that. <laughs> okay. So you could be the new Farrah Fawcett Lambert. I just want you to know that, Rob. That would be a title I'd be happy to have. <laughs> she was a very attractive woman, I will tell you. She's a very, very attractive woman. So, Robbie wasn't I, I, a model. I, I, he was a, a, a football player for St. Thomas, though. Oh, I did know that. Yeah, you played football. What position did you play at, at St. Thomas? Uh, I, w- I was a wideout at St. Thomas, wideout, Creighton Durham Hall, uh, right there in St. Paul. Wideout? Yep. You got the you got the good speed, huh? Not as much speed. I could catch a cold in the desert, though. <laughs> also, you're kind of like an Adam Thielen of St. Thomas. I tried to be. Yeah, that was the plan. That was the plan. <laughs> that was go. the plan. Uh, and well, well, you're you guys are pretty close in age aren't you you and you and adam thielen i think adam is what 29 isn't he is he 28 oh man how old is adam thielen he's been around six years so he's got to be 28 at least i would think 28 29 probably 28 yeah somewhere in there he is 28 okay Mm -hmm. uh he played at uh at the uh, university of mankato what is it minnesota state university at mankato correct that's what they call it yeah why they didn't change to the screaming eagles i'll never understand because of the coach the show coach it was at mankato state university why wouldn't you just take over the title and move on that's what i'd like to know um so you played well so andy he robbie must have been playing at st thomas when you went there 
When was I I'm there? I sure. was there when I was 21, so that would be 2007. 11 years ago. Well, you guys are the same age, so yeah. I assume you would have gone to college. <laughs> I started, the yeah, started there well, in Dandy's 2007. I was told there'd be no math on this show today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm two well, years older, I'm, but I also went there two years later than. So, yeah, you were in the same you'd grade. You'd expect. Yeah. John Ireland a bit. God, unbelievable. Yeah, because we used to go to the games, went, went to the homecoming, obviously. So, I've seen you play, and I didn't even know it. What do you think of that action? Yeah, I hope I performed well. That's all well, I can I, say. It was a good game. I do remember that when Andy's freshman year, it was a very good game. So that's, it's very, very cool. So how did you end up at Priority? How, uh, had you worked in the business before, or did uh, you know, Steve just reach out and find you? Uh, a little bit of reaching out and finding. I mean, prior to Priority, I was in uh, wholesale distribution, had a great time in the liquor business. Um, Prior to that, being in, in, in private hospitality, that's you know kind of what springboarded me to go from being in hospitality to then going into wholesale distribution. Um, right. And then I was a, a sales rep um, for, for Wirtz Beverage, Breakthrough Beverage right there uh, in St. Oh, yeah. Paul, formerly yep. Griggs Cooper. Um, I was there for a couple of years, great experience. I was able to really kind of figure out what you know sales was all about and cultivating relationships and and uh, you know exchanges of trust and and then uh, the uh, opportunity at priority uh, found me Steve found me and and here we are it is terrific and by the way uh, you're all welcome for lining everything up because basically by the end of the hour today we're gonna say go to Walzer and buy a truck and then go to priority and get a job that's right huh? That's right. Tie everybody in. What do you think of that there, Dougie? Sounds up, great. Doug. Were you sleeping? No. I was you watching Alex burst one? into the room. Oh, she yeah, just she did, did her cra- she just did her Kramer imitation. <laughs> <laughs> Alex never on time, Bernard. Is Jerry! Or Rasmussen now. You know what I'm saying. But, yeah, so, I mean, that's all we do is super serve our advertisers on this show. So go to Walzer, buy a truck, take the truck over to Priority, get uh, get the signage on it, and you're, everybody's ready to go and everybody's happy, correct? Sounds good to me. How do, uh, is there a ballpark figure of, of how many recruits uh, that you pick up per year? Because I, I would, and you know, you don't need to nail it down exactly how many, but, but is there a turnover of, Five people, fifty people. Uh, you know, um, you know. The, I guess what I'm asking is, your job hard? You know, I don't. I don't think it's hard. Um, you know, you certainly want to put aces in their places, and you want things to work out for people personally, professionally. Make sure that it's a good fit. Certainly, uh, life circumstances change. People move on. People find other things to do. Um, mm-hmm. It works for for most. Sometimes it doesn't work for some. Uh, but you know, we we have to put uh, quite a few people on to make sure that we're servicing the customer and growing our customer base. I mean, for us, right. the right. driver itself is you know the most important. If if we have enough drivers, then we're able to do the things that we need to do and the things that we promise right. we're going to do. So we have to always be trying to continue to recruit. Um, to make sure that we're able to do those things year-round. Sounds good. We'll be right back. More with Robbie Lambert. Pat Eberts. 
and all the other fine folks. Don't forget You're your right daughter. Tom Bernard Show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Alex is there now. Alex will join us right after this Tom Bernard Show. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom here. Over the years, you've heard me go on and on about my eyes and how great I've been treated by the folks over at Whiting Clinic. Well, it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States and the trusted LASIK provider around these parts. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts that they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. For a limited time, mention my name and receive an additional $300 off your LASIK. That's $300 off Whiting Clinic's already low price for LASIK. Trust your eyes to Twin Cities LASIK experts. Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Visit whitingclinic.com or call 855-554-2020 and don't forget to tell them Tom sent you. Offer expires March 31st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. There's no music. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex joins us now. Alex, hey. uh, Robbie Lambert, Robbie Lambert from Priority Courier. Hello. So as soon How as your you? kids turn in another another four, four and a half years, your kids turn five and seven years old. You can go to Priority and get a job. Do you have how many how many female drivers do you have, Robbie? Oh, that's a great question. Exact number. Couldn't give it to you. I no, mean, ball, but we ball, do. Well, ball, ball, percentage, maybe. Oh, man. Less than a thousand. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah there's less, less than a thousand. Less than a thousand, probably uh, fifteen to twenty-five, maybe. Yeah, there you go. So, Alex, you can get a big-time paying job. You can be delivering freight, which is what you were. Born Why to would do. my children turn five and seven? Yeah, I was because they'll be in too. school all day. Uh, so then you go to work for Priority Courier Experts, Alex, uh, and yeah, make an honest see, living Alex. of yourself, now and it'd be awesome. Now the dots are aligning. <laughs> I was confused. Honest was like, living was the key word there. Honest. Okay, Alex, let me read this to you. Yeah, honest living. Okay. Uh, 15 days off your first year. You get three weeks off your first year. Medical, nice. dental, matching 401k, genuine tra- chance for advancement. It says here, I mean, just ask Robbie if he can, you know, be successful. Just about anybody. No, it doesn't say that, actually. Uh, but in any case, yeah, it's um, that's pretty... Is that unusual in any industry? You start people off with three weeks of vacation. That's got to be really unusual because i got to be honest, I've been on the KQ Morning Show now going into the 34th year, and they love to bitch when I take a fourth week of vacation after all those years. So what does that tell you? Yeah, I have four weeks. I've, I, I couldn't imagine taking four weeks off, but, you know, it's, it's, oh, a, it's a unique place. It's a very unique place with unique benefits. It's a unique work setting. Have you ever been there? 
I I have been outside the building. Yeah, you know what? I've been in the I've been in the uh, the offices, but I've not been in any other part of the building. Oh wow, we got to get you over there. You met Steve one Probably time, didn't you, point. Tom? Steve Costick. Well, you over there. let me put it this way: This is how I met Steve. So Steve said, "I want you to come over and see see the uh, setup." So I did. I, I actually did go through the building. I said, "I said, okay, that's good. Just uh, what's the address?" He goes, "I oh, don't worry about that." Uh, I said, "No, I could just drive over." He goes, "No, no, no. We'll pick you up. Not a big deal." I said, "Okay." Well, I gave him my address. Show ends. Cakey morning show ends. I walk out and there's a limousine sitting waiting for me. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's like, okay. So, yeah, Steve sent a limo over to get me. It was pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. Uh, the company's done very well. It's a very healthy company. That's one part that I wanted to get to, Robbie. It's a very healthy company as well, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Very solid base. Uh, very healthy. You know, for being a company that's only 22 years old, really, you know, kind of an iconic brand here in the Twin Cities, too. Even people who aren't in transporta- transportation, shipping, logistics, or anything like that, they recognize the blue and red flames no matter what. Right. No, that's exactly it. So, th- I mean, that's the other thing. It, it's not just some temporary job. It's the company's going to last a few years or whatever. The company's already been around 22 years. It's getting stronger by the day. I mean, these are solid jobs. These are not some lame job, correct? Oh, no. Extremely legitimate. Nothing lame about it. Yeah. I don't do lame. Yeah, Alex. I, I don't I do, do lame. Do, you don't do lame at all? I uh, never. I never. I think she's going to be getting her CDL license pretty quick. Yeah. She seems pretty excited. I just passed her a pamphlet. Perfect. <laughs> Under table. I got a... Yep. One warning, Robbie. I know my daughter, Alex, and what she'll be doing is as she drives by, she'll throw the packages out the window. Yep. No so getting out okay for me. And Melissa was a Not customer. Getting... Tom, Melissa yeah. was a customer, too. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. When I worked for Sherwin-Williams, we oh, yeah. use priority right. all the time. I mean, I, I think stores still, like just a regular paint store, still use you guys oh, yeah. pretty exclusively if they can't get you know their main. Because now all the stores have their own trucking. Yeah, they have a kind of a mini fleet there. That's, yeah, you but know, that when use. there's something that's like hot or rush they always go to you oh, guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I worked, but I when I moved from the store, I went to the big um, commercial facility down in Edina over mm-hmm. there, and um, and we don't have one of they don't have one of those, mm-hmm. so we had to pick and choose. Mm-hmm. And we use you guys a lot, so oh, much appreciated. And every time you called, what happened? They we, delivered. They delivered. They delivered. Yeah, they did. <laughs> you sure did. They yeah. sure did. Pat. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Guys, all about winning. No, but honestly, yeah. like, um, I would say of all of the couriers that we used down there, um, whenever there was something that needed to get somewhere really fast, Priority did the, honestly did the best at doing that. So, um, oh, that's good you know, and know. then, and then if you couldn't do it, you were honest about it. So well, it's we appreciate like, it. yeah, at least there was the honesty there and yeah, I appreciated it whenever, because sometimes I messed something up and I needed help, and Priority came to the rescue. So it's <laughs> I as remember. simple as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. I mean, basically, over at the radio station over KQRS, we have uh, our own delivery service. It's called a paddy wagon. Takes all the <laughs> people right to the jailhouse where they belong. But that's a different deal. That's not a delivery service. It's a we're coming to get you service. It's totally different than Priority Courier. We're talking to Robbie Lambert about priority, about signing up for a great job. I ran down the stats on the on the uh, job itself, the three weeks of vacation, the medical, the dental. I mean, you go down the list, it's, it's pretty much all benefits, it looks like. That's the plan. 
Yeah, and that is the plan. Give everybody all the benefits. That's pretty rare these days, isn't it? To get everybody, a new employee getting all those benefits has got to be very rare, I would think. Yeah, it's not something that you see every day for sure. You know, like I said, the facility, the setting, the environment, the resources that are there for for folks to uh, excel and exceed. The room for advancement part, you know, myself going, uh, starting in sales, um, and then moving over to recruiting. I mean, that was that was a pretty fast transition and still being there even less than a year. So um, it's been a great learning experience uh, and, uh, you know, very grateful to be on the fast track for sure. God, I cannot believe that I went over to Priority Courier nine years ago. It's already been nine, going on 10 years. That's unbelievable. Yep. <laughs> My life is ticking by. It's all I'm saying. My life is just ticking by right before me. But yeah, I mean, it's it's been a great uh, situation, a great relationship. Steve comes in and does the show once in a while. We schmooze about that. Steve's a big music fan as well, as uh, some people know, but some people might not know. But uh, yeah, they started. Their Steve's own... pretty passionate about everything, isn't he? Yeah, they Definitely. St- they started their own uh, booking agency, and 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 they handle artists. It's called Right Talic Presents, and yep. and they have a show coming up in March in in White Bear for the band Lunessa. Yep. Are you familiar with those guys, Tom? The Irish yep, band? Absolutely. Well, I wouldn't bring up the Irish part. You know, they're new immigrants <laughs> to the country. and Well, 150 years ago they were. But anyway, no, it's what I'm trying to say, I guess, is that Steve, if he goes after something, he goes after it. And he does it the best he possibly can, which is, uh, he's pretty much the inspiration behind all this, isn't he? And oh. I'm not trying to kiss up to Steve. That's not what I mean. Because I'll, I'll tell him, why don't you just take a hike, Buster? But no. in this particular case, it absolutely goes, no. is. You know the the creativity uh, and the 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 small the subtle things uh, that we do for customers um, and and the facility. What he does for employees, uh, you know, things that we did for Christmas, uh, our party, you know, everything. Um, you know, there's a second to none approach um, when when he's he's all in for sure when it comes to his staff the fleet, the vehicles, everything that we do, um, there is an exceptional amount of creativity um, and sincerity and generosity as well. Yeah, as a matter yeah, of fact, I, mean, I agree with that completely. Steve Kosick, uh, that, that concert I was talking about, that's all for Doctors Without Borders. Yep. And that's right. that's a fundraiser right. for those guys in, in, uh, in the, the show with Lanessa and White Bear Lake. And, and that's that's just kind of part of what they, they do to give back. You know, like there's the Walzer Foundation and... and uh, and they have the, their foundation as well that they do events like that to help help like you you have your smile network tom and and steve Kosak and his folks at Indeed. partner career experts have stuff like that well I, I, that's one thing i will tell you robbie you're sitting there with doug sprinthal but paul walzer uh doug and i'm not you look i don't need paul i'll just push him down next time i see him but he is a <laughs> yeah, very he weighs person. a buck 50 it'd be like beating up alex <laughs> Andy might be harder Ooh, to push. Alex weighs 150 now. Well, well, no, I'm I, offended. I'm sorry. That didn't come out <laughs> like winter time. It sounded better in my no, head. It really didn't. It did indeed. Hey, but I no, did it, when I true. was pregnant, so I have before. Mm. Now there you go. That's there you go. Uh, people people don't know this, but uh, uh, well, Pat knows it, and some of the people over there. Uh, Doug knows it by by now. But I'm not endorsing someone that I don't. If I don't like. If I don't like the product, if I don't like the person, I'm not endorsing that. Why would I do that? In a 50-year career, I'm going to start endorsing things I can't stand or people I don't like. No, not happening. 
So um, I think people do do come to understand that I'm not going to lie to them, but this actually is a really good. I just ran down the stats on the job. It's a great job. Working for Walls is a great thing. Matter of fact, I don't get ribs anymore because Jerry works at Walzer and he doesn't bring the ribs yeah. in well, anymore. If you were in to go Florida dark. and you came by the Toyota store once in a while, you'd get your ribs. <laughs> he actually did oh, come by about a month ago, I think, and he brought That's ribs. Right, he That's actually, right. Melissa, exactly I think right. you were. Yeah. yeah. He is such a nice man. Mm-hmm. But, but that, see, that's the whole before thing. before Florida, yeah. First of all, you work with people um, who want to do things. They're innovative. And Walzer certainly is, is quite an innovative company, wouldn't you say, Doug? No, not really. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're going old school. What's it going to take okay, during Walzer your business, sucks. sweetie? <laughs> Bring your dad in and we'll yeah, talk about it. How about that? It's our new sales that. technique. What do you think? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Sign me up. For sure. Yeah. You're gonna love that one. No question about it. But no, I mean I, I I'm look, it's not that I'm some wonderful person or whatever, but I just I've never done it and I'm not gonna start doing it. Uh, I was trying to think of somebody in the past that I endorsed and I didn't care for him. And, yeah, I wouldn't name him anyway, but Jim Paul. I just am not going to do that. Yeah, an asshole. I love Jim Paul. Leave Jim Paul alone. I love that. <laughs> Leave him alone. Leave Jim Paul alone. Although, he did really like it for about a year there when I referred to him on the air as a RuPaul. He really liked that a lot. <laughs> he's a, I'm, I'm teasing him because we're kind of friends, and I think he's a really great guy. Oh, he's, he's really funny. He's a great guy. Jim Paul's about as funny as it gets, but uh, I remember one time, <laughs> Jim Paul, you know, the, the Valley Dealers, does a great job, but he came by to pick me up to go up north to a, a golf tournament. We're going to go up to Longville, Minnesota to play in a golf tournament, and so he pulls up, and Catherine's out in the yard doing some flowers or whatever, and he gets out of the car, and he walks up the <laughs> sidewalk, and she goes, hey, Jim, how you doing? He goes, I'm, I'm great, Catherine, how are you doing? She says, oh. You're gonna guys gonna go up and play in a golf tournament up in Longville? He goes, yeah, we are. And she goes, well, glug glug. <laughs> <laughs> so she knows Jim pretty well, <laughs> and me at the time, yeah. by the way. <laughs> but he just he laughed about that for about two years. I will never forget. Yeah, he's a very funny guy. But yeah, that's a, a perfect example of what I'm talking about. You want to be involved with decent people. I wouldn't tell people to go work for a company uh, unless I believed they they treated people well. I have never, and I'm very serious about this. And if it had happened, I'd tell you, Robbie. I have never had one of your drivers ever come to me and say, oh, I worked there for a while, but I hated it. That's never happened. That's uh, outstanding. And that's important to me. It is. And that's important to me. So I have a question, uh, actually, for Robbie. If somebody's interested right. in joining the team, what would you suggest they do? Call the kid. Call the kid. <laughs> okay. Just call the kid. What is the number for the kid? The number is... Uh, Hold on, let me see here. Would that be 651? Dude, you're a recruiter and you don't know the number? Well, I, oh, you know what? Come I'm going to go with my phone number, just mine. Okay. 651-779-4492. Oh, get 92. Or 651-748-4477. So now the people <laughs> yeah. with short attention spans just can't remember either phone number. You know, that's right. the best way. You were just going to observe, remember? I know, I know, what but I, I just kind of, <laughs> I want to cut through the class. Priority.com, right? Am right. I right or am I right? Priority.com, and then you'll find Robbie and Priority Courier Experts. That's right. That's cool you give out your cell number. I do that, too. You have to. Yep. When yeah, you're you a millennial, you got to. I'm trying to increase my followers. Anything. <laughs> 
have to. <laughs> Your followers. He wants to be Insta famous. Yeah, almost. Insta priority famous. I got some stalkers I could send your way. Perfect. He'll take. You have stalkers. Uh, A couple. Who doesn't? Are they blind? Insta stalkers. (laughs) I'm one of them. Um, Robbie, I will tell you this: that uh, Doug Sprinthal is seven years younger than me. Okay, seven years younger than me. And uh, Echo Bodine, who is a mentalist came in studio, and she's sitting down, and she's talking to everybody and having a good time. And I love Echo Bodine, don't get me wrong. Her brother's a great guy, the whole family. She looks at Doug and goes, are you Tom's son? I will never forget that. And she's a psychic, which is the most ironic thing of all. It was just hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to punch her, and I'm still laughing I thought I was going to punch her. That's nice. So I want to know, you guys want to, I'd like to have you guys stick around because we could do a wrap at the end of the hour, but I'd like you to be around also for Diane Franklin. She's going to be a great guest coming up uh, in just a couple of minutes. Diane Franklin promoting the movie The Amity Vilmers. Unless you have to, if you don't have to go, I'd like to have you stick around for one more segment if that's okay, Robbie. Definitely. We shall be back shortly. We got Robbie, we got Diane Franklin, we got, we are loaded for bear. Be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Cassie has a sick child today. That's why there's no bumper music, because nobody does bumper music like Cassie. Is that not true? Well, well yeah, I don't okay. you call <laughs> <laughs> I've okay. heard worse. I've heard worse. Uh, and just let me know when Diane's ready to go. I Diane shall. Franklin starring in the new movie, The Amityville Murders in Theaters, tomorrow, as a matter of fact. I was saying before the show, uh, it would have been nice to have Cassie here for her because yeah. Yeah. she and Doug personally know... Um, Dave. Dave, was it? Dave Lutz? You said Doug. Dave Schrader. Dave Schrader. You said Schrader, who's, yeah. da- who's Doug Lutz? <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, no, no, no. say no, what no, are you Andy. talking about? Andy, what are you talking about? You said Doug. You meant Dave. D- oh. <laughs> meant Dave. You, hmm. Let's you start the Dave. segment again. <laughs> Welcome. And okay, here, here we go. Take two. 
Here, we'll start the second round. Okay, Andy, when we come back, make sure you refer to Sprinthal as Doug the Klutz. <laughs> That'll be perfect. Doug Klutz. Nice. <laughs> Doug Klutz. That's his new nickname. We can right all there. hear you, you know. I <laughs> uh, you know. We can hear Everybody can hear everybody. We have our guests. We do. Robbie Lambert also with us, Priority Courier. Robbie, I'm really, really glad you're here for the hour. Did a hell of a You know, I got to call Steve and say, you know, the kid's not bad, man. I'm going to have to tell him. You might have to. I would appreciate it greatly. (laughs) It's not going to be a problem, sir. Uh, Diane Franklin with us. How are you doing, Diane? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. It's a great pleasure. The Amityville Murders in theaters tomorrow, as a matter of fact, right? Yep. Yep. Tomorrow's the day. Let me see. Diane, you sound like you're about 13 years old. Oh, well, th- thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, I have a lot of good energy. <laughs> you have a lot of good energy? So how did you, uh, now you, you started acting, you started appearing in movies at a, at a very young age, didn't you? Yes, I started actually my career when I was 10. And uh, when I did Amityville, uh, which I don't know if other people know in the audience, uh, I was in the second Amityville. So, you know, there's Amityville Horror. Everyone knows about that. But right, then there was a right. second one, and the irony of, of that is, at the time, we always thought, why? why is, who's going to see part two? Everyone's going to see part one. And it was, it's so funny that today, you know, there's so many after that, and people, you know, are used to seeing sequels. Um, so, but then this film is very different that, to, that's coming out tomorrow. This is based on the true story that actually happened in 1974. Now, Diane, it's interesting, and I'm really glad we have you on, because I've been... You could call this a horror movie, I suppose. It's more of a thriller, I, I guess, but, but you could call mm. it a horror film as well, right? Uh, yeah, and it's a very, you're making a very good point. Um, I think a lot of people who like horror, they're used to sort of like eyeballs popping out and, you know, like scary blood going gushing everywhere. This is not that film. This is a film that is it's a docudrama, and it is, I think what really makes it stand out is it really focuses on the abuse in the family and the relationships and the... Uh, you know, the horror really is from the, how the abuse can get out of control. And just, I think it's going to make the audiences think. No, I, no question about that. I, I, the reason I even brought that up, but I'm glad to hear you say what you just said, because I've been a horror film fan my entire life, starting with Alfred Hitchcock mm-hmm. when I was little. I mean, Psycho came out when I was, I don't know, eight years old or nine years old, and I didn't see it till many years later. Wow. But I've never been the slasher, lopping people's heads off. You know, I, you know, Saw and yeah. Hostel in those movies. That's just not my cup of tea. I like horror. I like scary. Right. But I don't like the eyes popping yeah. out, like you were saying. It's not. It's not what I'm looking for at all. <laughs> and I think that's the thing that's so great about horror right now is because it's become such a huge industry. The reason why is because it's become boutique. So if you like thrillers, you can find thrillers. If you like, you know, really gory things, you can find that too. And I, I kind of agree with you personally, because of what you just said as well. That's kind of, I really think this is the best film in the series. Although I really loved Amityville 2 and I loved doing it. The actors were amazing. Uh-huh. Burt Young was in it and he's back in this film and Tanya Alda was in it. I love her. She, she was amazing. Um, this film is closest to the truth, and to me, that's the scariest. Yeah. No, I agree. If it actually happened, it's much scarier. You're right. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, I'll just do a, a quick uh, little quick look at the film. 
On the night of November 13, 1974, Ronald DeFeo Jr. took a high-powered rifle and murdered his entire family as they slept. At his trial, DeFeo claimed that voices in the house commanded him to kill. And this is their story, the Amityville murders. What's fascinating about that and really the scary thing about that that I just absolutely love is did he hear the voices? Didn't he hear the voices? Either way, it's still scary as hell. <laughs> it, it doesn't yes. matter. Yes, no, absolutely. Uh, um, and, the, and the thing, too, when we're talking about this, so interesting is, okay, there's, okay, uh, Daniel uh, Ferens, who wrote and directed the film, he did the documentary on Amityville. And so oh, okay. what, I, what really drew me to working with him was he got the facts. And he wrote the story so that it's the closest version to what was true. But, of course, I mean, it has the dramatic aspects. But that, I think, brings us closer to the characters and the people. I mean, there were characters, there were people. And, honestly, I wish this never had happened. I mean, I wish this never, this film wasn't made in, the, in respect to the fact that I wish it hadn't happened. But I do think it's great because it does honor the family. Daniel did a wonderful job of respecting the family and handling, I think, the story well. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. I, I, got, I have a friend who's a very, very successful comedian. He's a nice Italian boy from New York, does really well. And I remember when the initial movie came out, he did a bit for a while, but he had to stop because it was making everyone angry because he said, this guy, this DeFeo guy, it's unbelievable. He says he murdered his entire family because he heard voices. Well, he didn't hear any damn voices. He's Italian. What would you think he was going to do? <laughs> That's a nice, that's a nice little stand-up bit of stand-up humor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't tell yeah. that joke anymore. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, that didn't last very right, long right, right. in his uh, in his career. But so you you actually grew up. Um, I don't know about close to Amityville, but how far did you grow up? Because you grew yeah. up on Long Island, didn't you? Yeah, I'm from Plainview. I gotta say, maybe 15 minutes or so from so I thought, Amityville, yeah, I thought and that. and I was probably. 10 or 11 or something when it happened. Um, yeah, and so I knew of it, but I didn't experience it. And um, no, it was right. so interesting when I got cast because um, if the irony, uh, the big irony of it for me was that when I auditioned for the film, I, um, when I was a kid, I was always told, you know, watch your act, you know, your dialect. You know, if don't talk like this, you know, like keep your voice like that. So oh, yeah, I was always yeah. trying to pull back. And then <laughs> I watched that, act, you know, keep more mid-Atlantic voice. So then when I got this film, um, when, when I did the original, it was like sort of they wanted a little bit of New York, but not too much, um, because they wanted just a mainstream horror film. But in this case, it was more to be, to reflect what was true at the time. And I was so... Um, happy to be able to play someone who is real because now we're playing somebody who's actually from that place and to sort of give a flavor of what it's like to live there. So it's one of the few films that I think, you know, you're going to hear the, the voice, but it makes sense and it's real as opposed to, you know, people might think, oh, it's over the top, but this is the way people spoke. This is, this is I mean, I, I pulled back. It could have been a lot heavier. It's kind of interesting. No, no question about that. And don't lie to me here, Diane. Did you ever go trick or treating at the the Amityville house uh, when you were a kid? I wish. I wish. <laughs> um, you know, I, uh, I, I wish that. <laughs> I mean, I would have loved to. I've never gone to the house, and I would love to. Oh, you haven't. If uh, Ghost Adventures was yeah would take me there, I'll go there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I could see why you'd want to go there. Uh, again, this is this is about the human condition. Yes, it's a horror film. He says he heard voices, but they'll never be able to prove if he did or he didn't hear the voices. Now, in the initial one, there were all kinds of things like the walls were bleeding and all, all these different things were happening. How much of that did you find out? How much of that actually did happen, or they embellished quite a bit in that movie? Um, well... The first one, the the boy has an exorcism and, and the possession, and right. he he loses, yeah. But then this one, you know, uh, that the factual stuff is really Dan's call. He wrote stuff down that he said happened, and what happened was, um, they interviewed, um, or they had interviews, I guess, with Louise DeFeo, and she actually said some of the dialogue that I say in the film, um, and some of the things that happened. So it's fascinating to me that, um, you know, this was what their experience was. I mean, it was not normal. I know that other people have died in that house. It's not just the DeFeos, and it's not the blood really? that just run away. There was actually, I think there were two more people murdered in that house. Yeah. I so that house has that. a history of that experience. Yeah, and then the other thing that was interesting, you know, it was on an Indian burial ground. That's where it was uh, created. But the right. house has a very strange feng shui. It's not, the front door doesn't face the main street. It, it's sideways. And... I think when you go in, everything's off. And I don't know. Personally, to me, when you go into a place and it doesn't feel right, it's not right. And some people might be more connected to that. Um, they might feel it more. And other people, you know, their energy doesn't pick it up at all. So I do think that it is interesting. I've always, uh, somebody once said to me they wanted to buy it and turn it into a bed and breakfast <laughs> and because they were in the paranormal yeah. world. And they said, but they won't, which was a great idea, or a museum. Could you imagine, you know, just people walking through there? But what happened was, like, the, the, because it's in a residential community, they won't allow that house to be made commercial. So I think it's just stuck. No. And very, that's a, that's a shame. It's a shame for the city, too, because that could be something that, you know, would be helpful to them. But it is, it is a bad, you know, weird feeling. So, uh, but I will tell you, when I shot this film, um, more so than when I did the first film, when I did the first film, I had a very upbeat energy. I played the most innocent uh, character in, in in this in a sense, and I deflected all inner, inner negative energy. But in this film, when I did it, weird things happened. It was it was so bizarre, and I just assumed okay. I just when we were on set, I was like okay, this is just because it's Amityville, it's just the way it's going to be. So um, very odd things happened during this filming. Um, I got more scared shooting it now than I did when I was younger. And I have good energy. That's I have an upbeat personality, so it was kind of interesting. Yeah, you do. You absolutely do. I just realized, uh, talking to you, and I kept thinking, why was she? Why is she playing Louise DeFeo? She's way too young to play Louise DeFeo. And I, I just looked at the Aww. year you were born. You're about twice as old as I thought you were. You sound very young. Yes. Very... Uh, thank you. Yeah, no, you know what? I change my voice depending upon what I'm doing. I mean, my natural voice is this, but when I do a character, you know, I use my voice. I talk, you know, I can mm -hmm. lower it, and I can, I can make it, you know, that's part of the acting world. So, um, but yeah, no, I have a, a wide range. That's why I love, in fact, someone was asking me, you know, um, about roles, and I said, what attracts me to a film is the, uh, the characters. If, it, if it's a good character, I just love it, you know, so, um, and I'm excited because I'm actually going to be doing my daughter's film coming up in uh, this year. She's uh, 22, talk about young and wrote a film directing it and um, acting in it, and her name is Olivia De Laurentiis, and I'm going to be acting with her in her film, 
and the other princess from Bill and Ted's, who, uh, who is now a producer, oh, yeah. opted in the right. film and is now making it. She is Kimberly Cates, yeah, and she opted in the film. So she's no longer acting, but she's producing. So that's going to be amazing as well. So I'm very excited to be part of that. I can understand that, Alex. Did you did you ever see the? It's my daughter. Our my, my daughter, thirty year old Alex is in, and our son, thirty two, that Catherine and I have as well. But Alex, did did you ever see the original Amityville Horror? Yes. And what do you think? Hi, I, Alex. Hello. <laughs> um, I <laughs> thought it's way better than the remake. When was the remake? Well, there mm-hmm. were there've been what like four remakes, haven't there? They've made lot. a lot there of probably like twenty of them. <laughs> they've made yeah. that twenty. They've Worse. shot that story many well. times. Yeah, <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> so you did you did like the, yeah, the you liked the story, Alex? Oh yeah. Yeah, I thought so. The original, the original was the original. about the Lutzes who moved into the house that was haunted, mm-hmm. and then Emmanuel right. Two was about the original murder as well. Yeah. Right, exactly. So the career is going well. I'm looking down at your your list of credits. You you've had a hell of a career. A lot of great things you've appeared in. Very, that's very cool. Thank you. So you got to be you've got to be very yeah, happy. I, think with, I would like, imagine. Uh, well, first of all, to be an actress and start so young, and then to be today acting, uh, to have you know expand my career. That's something not a lot of people are fortunate enough to do. So I'm. I'm thrilled. Right. I, I always remember when I was a kid thinking, I want to be an actress because you can act till you're really old. And, you know, I thought, oh, that's really fun. Um, and so, and, and horror is so interesting for me because that's where the juicy roles are for women. As you get older, those heavy, good roles are, a lot of them are in horror, which is one of the reasons why when he, they asked me to do it, um, I was, I just burst into tears when I got asked to play Louise. It was really, really amazing. That. Ladies and gentlemen, the Amityville Murders opens tomorrow in theaters nationwide, I'm assuming. Correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Diane Franklin, thank and you I'm so much for your time. Great time. Yeah. You say oh, what? thank you. I, I loved it. Hope everyone enjoys it. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Diane. All right. Bye. Robbie, are you, a, are you a horror fan? I've seen the remake before. Uh, overall, actually, one of the first horror films I think I saw was with my dad, probably 12 years old. My mom was very upset, but he actually had me watch with him the original Exorcist movie. Oh, man. Oh! My dad, he was an all-in kind of guy. He, there was no easing into it. We're going to watch this. And I think he allowed me to skip school the next day. May oh, or may not have been ramifications. Rattled, possibly. Possibly. Well, yeah, I mean, well, Lambert is a French name, and most French people are, are Roman Catholic. Is that the problem? You were Catholic, so kind of there was a close tie. Oh, you know, I, that, you're the first person that said that's a that's a French name. I didn't know that. Oh, you know, I, I can't Lambert. believe nobody's yeah. told me that either. I'm going to start calling you Robbie Lambert from now on. I need to. What do you think of that? My, I, you know what? It has a nice ring to it. It really does. I think it's solid, Robbie. How, again, do people reach out to you? Because uh, it was great having you. When you need to come back more often, I, I really like the way you comport yourself and you do a good job. How do people reach out and get connected with Priority Courier and Robbie Lambert? So they can see us at the Home and Garden Show coming up here in a few weeks. They can Wonderful. also see us yep. at the Auto Show, Priority.com, and uh, Priority Courier Expert 651-748-4477. Okay, now next time you come back, don't bring Pat with you, okay, Robbie? I, I won't. 
Did you say something? I, I, I heard that. What I heard that. Say? Thanks again. We'll be back. Tom Thank Bernard. you.